Wyatt. What's up, y'all? Thank you for tuning in once again to the Unofficial Therapy Podcast. This is Chris Kane. I got my man, the man, the myth, the legend, the renaissance He's man himself, the friend of the pod, Everett Daly. Y'all give it up for Everett real quick. Give it up. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. What's going on, family? We back again with a what? With a what? With a mashup? A ma- <laughs> you know why it's a mashup? Because I'm starting my shit again, too. <laughs> we back in there. Yeah, so uh, this is the this is the homie show, man. Okay, this is the homie show every daily. We back again. Thank you, Chris, for letting me bring this back. Listen, I'm here for the it. The, uh, the world renowned unofficial podcast. <laughs> I I, hey, look, man, you've been going at it for what almost two years now. It's so. actually it's actually three. I got an update on Facebook a day ago saying uh, my three year mark was like on August twelfth. So this is three years deep, bro. We. Bro, how do you feel? How do you feel, bro? It's the longest relationship I've ever had. No, uh, <laughs> no, it feels it feels like perseverance. Um, mm-hmm. I've been known not to stick to stuff. Like over time, I've tried a lot of things, and I'll try it a little bit and get off. Try a little bit, get off. Yeah. And even if it was going kind of okay, like between my comedy shows and a the podcast, they've had the lo- most longevity. Yeah. Of like creative projects, so. I'm happy that we're picking up steam in year three. We're not going backwards. It's not like remember back in the good old days when the, when the UTP was that hitter, and that was right. like he's right. up here like doing like people are saying, "Hey, the podcast is getting better. The guests mm-hmm. are getting better. Yeah. I like where the content is going. Yeah. It's trending upward." And so I'm happy. It's going in the right direction. It's going in the right direction. So. We're gonna keep and this you're going, consistent, dude. bro. And you're consistent. Uh, people want to talk. <laughs> that's the thing, dude. That's what. Why are we? Look, man. Especially now. Yeah. Like, bro. People are forgetting how to communicate with other people. Oh. Me, mm. me. I'm because I just haven't been around anybody. You know. Sure. So, not only is it not only is it like you know, people just want to talk, but now it's literally unofficial therapy like people need people need people need to get shit off their chest bro people are are going through a lot right now Mm -hmm. and the podcast has allowed me to have a platform to not be as stressed and it's not as a lot of people a lot of people are going through it they're just yeah groundhog day jobs are in limbo relationships are in limbo and so they're just kind of they're just all over the place they don't have an outlet to Mm -hmm. talk that to talk it out yeah. Or they don't get to hear from other people because, like you said, they're in the house. They're kind of locked down. Yeah. This is a window for people to kind of get some release, but also it helps me stay sane because, listen, I low-key want to be in the streets right now. But <laughs> <laughs> but there's nothing, there's nothing low-key about that. If, <laughs> if anybody that knows Chris Kane knows there's nothing low-key about that. This man, this man, this man is from Miami. Yeah, got all, got all the muscles. Like, ain't nothing low key about these, him <laughs> in these streets. Oh my! Listen, God. They don't gotta know all that. Just know, like, my <laughs> my my spirit wants to be like on Rodeo, but in real life, I'm I'm at, I'm at my house. I'm, at, I'm in a condo. So, yeah. yeah, this is also like that kind of outlet, mm-hmm. and you can do a lot during this quarantine if you decide you want to. That's yeah. kind of what has has shown me. Like, I never even did Zoom really before this. Right. And now we've had like 20 Zoom pods and yeah. you already know the virtual show. So I know you want to 
man. Kind of hop into that a little bit. Dude, absolutely. Like, so for those who don't know, yeah. Uh, my man Chris uh, is <laughs> like, I don't even know how to. Okay, I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this. All right. Top three funniest dudes I know. Okay, I'll take right. that. I'll take top that. Top three, and 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 you're not third. What the? <laughs> so we'll top three, that. not third. All right, Kendrick top Lamar. Three, not third. I don't know if you're, you know, first and second is a toss up. You know. All right, um, fair enough. But either, but either way, that's that means a lot. To, that that's 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 good in my book, right? I'll take um, it. You know, uh, comedian from Miami, does his damn thing. Came out to L.A., pursued that, and is crushing it. And uh, instead of waiting for opportunities. Uh, mm. to fall into his lap he's been very intentional about creating opportunities for himself this is so, a whole commercial right now i'm here oh, for yeah. it dude. i'm like no, yo i'm just i'm just, hey, look, <laughs> like, man, I'm, just I'm just letting the people know on my end mm-hmm. i'm just letting the people know who you are and okay and you know uh you may have seen him on a game show or two <laughs> you might have heard of me you, you might have heard of me you might have seen me on my last effort <laughs> you might, yeah, you might have you, heard me. You may have seen him in the audience, you know, just there, just like, oh, wait, that's that dude. Yeah. Um, but, you know, so so he, he started, um, you know, he started putting together these comedy shows uh, in the Valley. And, you know, he, he's pretty well connected with all these hilarious comics and, you know, they'll come through, oh, do their do their set, show love, etc. And when COVID hit, you know, that kind of had to get you know, locked up, shut down, but, uh, perseverance is, is, is what you kind of grabbed onto and you continued the comedy shows, the virtual, like virtually Mm. through zoom. And I'm sure you kind of felt like a little, um, like it wasn't going to be the same vibe or it wasn't going to be be as, it wasn't going to be as good as of an experience. I could have been. Yeah. And uh, I was kind of like, you know, of course, I mean, everybody likes, everybody likes uh, a comedy show in person, like that energy from the audience and like, yeah. you know what I mean? So like, I was kind of like, okay, at least he's like doing something. So let me like hop in and see how this goes for him. Like, I, I'm here to support no matter what. Appreciate that. Man. And I, you know, I was, I was moving, you know, I'm one of the people that are going through it in quarantine. So I was like, man, I, need, <laughs> I was like, I need, I need something. I need, I need, I need. <laughs> um, so I was song. like, okay. So I was in the middle of moving. I was like, okay, he has a comedy show right now. Like, let me hop in. Let me show love. Let me support. Man, I hopped in there and I stopped whatever the fuck I was doing. I was supposed to be moving. I was supposed to be packing, bro. And I sat through that whole damn thing and I was cracking up and the energy was there, bro. Like the energy that you didn't think would be there was there. And it was, and like you said, like, bro, you got something. We got, so, we got, it's know, a bop, dude. Yeah. It's and even something. the second one, the most recent one, dude, you just it, like, you one upped yourself. Like you just, it keeps getting better. And it's really like, not only is it obviously like it's a it's a big boss move like it's a huge, <laughs> it's a big boss move it's a big like power move business wise but okay. like it's really it's really healing for a lot of people like as you know like comedy you know it's making people laugh is, yeah. is healing That's you know? it, it helps people through their shit especially now it's 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 needed more than ever and i can say as somebody again who's like 
struggling with quarantine, man, anytime I'm looking forward to the next one, I'm like, man, you got to do these every week, man, because it's it weekly, really, yeah. it's really good shit. It's hilarious, bro. This is a, I was talking to Marvin about this and I didn't want to do it at all. Like up until the Friday Funnies show, the next one, September 4th, by the way. Um, one of my comedian friends, Darius Culpepper, we did a pod and he was telling me like, he's been doing a lot of shows, virtual shows. He's just been kind of on it. And I was like, dude, I don't even know how you do that because I like the people. I do crowd work. I'm talking to ladies. I'm giving fellas dap and stuff. It's a very personal element to how I do comedy. I'm not the kind of comedian who goes up there like A plus B plus C and I get off. I'm very like kind of like free flowing. And so without the audience, I was like, dude, this it's not going to work for real. I did a couple online shows for a couple of comedy clubs out here. It just felt flat because it was just all comedians in a room. Some had, you know, kind of whatever backgrounds. There's a baby in the back. All I do is watch the TV during the show. I'm like, hey, you want to turn the TV off? <laughs> it, like, it must have been during, like, the playoffs or, like – I don't think it was. I think it was watching, like, I don't know. HG, HGTV. He's watching, like, Big Bang Theory or something. Like, hey, Tay, turn that off. Like, we're doing a show. And so I, so I was jaded to the process. I'll, I'll admit it. You know, this is on me. And then when he talked to me, he said, basically, the show has to go on, man. Just because things in life happen – don't look I, I stopped writing I didn't write jokes for like three months it was like mm. you're not writing you're not performing like but you want to be a comic the show can't stop because the world's trying to stop right so then I did like a virtual show and it was a slightly better one and I planned the first show mm-hmm. I had no idea how it was going to go I've never been like an administrator for a show of more than one person so I'm like, right. I don't know how to manage like possibly 20 30 40 people mm-hmm. and how do I send zoom links out like the whole thing was a, a lesson. It was like, yeah. I know I'm a mess up. I know audio might drop out. Video feeds might go dead. Mm-hmm. All this stuff was kind of going off. And so I reached out to people who do Zoom shows more often than I do and asked them, what's the pitfalls? What's the good parts? And try to get their perspective. Because if I just did it by myself, I would be all over the place. Yeah. And once the show started, I, I think I kind of identified, and this is, you know, I could have been wrong about this. I think the issue with Zoom shows that I've seen is that comedians want to replicate what they do on stage in the Zoom. Mm, but it's that's a different. That's that Teddy Riley, bro. You cannot <laughs> do that. It's a different. It's a different energy. And what it is more is that it's the Zoom shows become by de facto like they're more de facto um, interactive. Mm-hmm. And so you want people to be a part of the show and be kind of going back and forth. It's almost like a live podcast with comedy. Right. more than it is like a comedy show right and because we do pods all the time yeah it felt natural to kind of keep it podcasty and i think on the first show i think half of the comedians got the podcast element of it and the other half were trying to do their sets right. and the ones who did the podcast element did tremendously well like people were like oh i love it they're just like ranting and they're just kind of talking and the yeah. ones who were like trying to do like a plus b were like man i'm not getting laughs because it, it doesn't it, work that way it doesn't work. It's it's yeah. and and the the other thing is that I noticed, um, you know, I'm like ultra observant, but the other thing that I noticed is it it makes the audience feel like they're more involved because it's not like yeah. the audience is in the audience in the dark yeah. looking up to the comic, right? It's the audience is their screen is right next to the comic. Like they same can box, see they're yeah. looking at themselves and the comic. So everybody's on the same level. So they, so there's just a sense of 
there's just like a sense of involvement like that the audience feels you know like oh i'm i'm actually part of this too yeah but but also you know also having like a, a respectful audience too like makes it a lot that helps better. that helps it definitely helps you know because that was one of the things that i was i was kind of worried about um <laughs> like i was like yo like i hope these people are respectful and they don't fucking unmute themselves and like heckling on zoom like how trashy would that and like then you can't hear the comic because yeah. this person's like oh yeah like a hey, mute yourself <laughs> like oh, oh sorry i was just like yeah like nobody so that was one thing that i was worried about but like dude like you just have and even ron g he was talking about it he was like yeah i don't or not ron g um darius darius was talking about yeah. it and he was like oh man like i just don't like these zoom comedian or these zoom shows because there's always you know heckling or like some audio thing but both times man you've just had like very fun audience like respectful yeah you know but you know and and audiences also like they know when it's okay to kind of like say something and like make a comment and the comedians that you choose, like they're, they're, um, they're so good at what they do that they can like, they can adjust to that. You know, it, it then turns into like a zoom call where you're like roasting each other yeah. and like, <laughs> it just felt, it just feels real. It just feels so natural, man. Like, it just feels like, like a, just a funny conversation that like me, you and Marvel have, you know what I mean? But now yeah. there's like 20 people in there, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, something about it, it just feels, it just, uh, community is the word that I, that I really, I really gravitate towards when I, when yeah. I think of your shows. Um, it just like really builds a sense of community. And then it's also nice to like see the same faces and you're like, oh man, like, oh, yeah. we're back again. And like, I don't remember last <laughs> week. Like, it's almost like, yeah, it's almost just like a reunion but now you got professional comedians yeah. that are just making it that much more enjoyable. You know what I mean? So it's an interesting thing. And we, we, we average at this point, I think 38 people per show, which is awesome. That's like, that's, really that's, good. that's a nice, the first show I think did like 44, the next one did like 36 or 35 and it kind of averaged out whatever. Mm -hmm. So like that's even, even the attendance level is, is kind of crazy. And I can't, I can't call it. Like, I'm not going to say, oh, the show is running this way because I'm that dude and they just take it. Like, I'm not, that's not my personality type. Right. But um, one of the, there's two elements that I think work. And the one is that, like you said, community. I think people just feel connected. Yep. And when you connect to people, then it resonates with them. Yeah. And in whatever respect it is, politicians have to connect with people for them to get votes. If you're a teacher doesn't connect with you as a student, you don't listen to what they say. If your parents don't, find you on the same level it doesn't work connection right. is the key to everything yeah and, and as people feel like you're not connected to them then they kind of tune you out that's when they put their they turn their screen off they look away they get up and start walking around when they're engaged and they feel like you can talk to them they can talk back to you it feels like a conversation it feels yeah. like we're all in this together we're the same my box is the same size the box yours is exactly i'm just the one talking right now yep <laughs> so that's exactly it. And, uh, and Marv, Marv has been doing a great He's job out of control. Of this is yeah. his bag right now. He's <laughs> completely out of control. He's been doing a great job of that though, man. Like he, he just getting, just getting everybody involved. Like it's almost like he's just, you know, he, he's usually like on the back end of, of the show, um, in terms of like order. And yeah. it just almost seems like he's just like going through each body, everybody's box and just like, 
plotting like, all right, what am I going to say to get everybody <laughs> in, get everybody involved? Everybody gets a chance to like feel yeah. like they're part of this, you know, and feeling needed or feeling recognized mm. right now is huge, especially deal. for people that aren't working, you know, especially for people that are really, really being really diligent about staying at home and not seeing anybody else. And, you know, and who don't have like family and friends close by, like, yeah. so like just the little shout outs, like go a long way. It's so, a lot, dude. There's a lot of little elements. Marvin, Marvin is out of control. Like Listen, that's the other thing. He takes it to a whole other fucking level. I've had to cut this dude off so. multiple times. And the, the other element that I think works other than like, cause what Marvin's doing is how we communicate normally. So like if we reverse the roles, if he was the host of the show, and I was a comic, I would be doing what he's doing. And he, would, he would have to like pull me in because I'm running a show. Right. I have to keep it on the tracks. I can't just have him just going crazy because yeah. people might get antagonized and they may not want to come back. But right. the, other, the other element to the show is that a lot of comedians do virtual shows, don't have an attachment to it. Just like doing most things virtually. Like let's say it's like going to class online. You don't get right. dressed. You don't get as prepped. You can kind of put it on in the background, go do other mm-hmm. stuff. A lot of the comedians were doing online shows just to kind of be performing, right. but they weren't attached to the show. So they would come in and kind of mail it in, look late. They'll be eating food during their set. One of the things we implemented for the show was that we had the audience like tip the, the comics. And I told the comics beforehand, the, the way the way you perform directly correlates to how much money you can make. Right. Because I'll say I always send some money anyway, even though we're not making a ton of money from this but it's more like the idea that you should get paid for your work. So I lose money on the front end because I'm not just pocketing all the money. I'm not some like some misery type person. Right. But I don't have enough money to pay them probably what they're actually worth, but you usually pay to do virtual shows or you do them for free. Right. So if you make right. $15, $20, that's like, that's a come up, but that's not a lot of money objectively. But if people know that if I perform well, I can get two from this person, three from this, five from this, there's comedians making $20, $30 off these shows from performing. They, they're, doing, they're doing eight minute sets. That's more than you from would get paid. Comfort, from the comfort of their home. From the comfort they're of their talking home. Talking on it like, bro, yeah. And, 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 and imagine this, man. Imagine this. Word of mouth, like this keeps, this keeps spreading through word of mouth. Like more and more people, more and more like, I'm, I, I see, you know, like, I don't know if you have a, I don't know if you I have had a vision. vision. I don't I know if vision. you have a vision for it. You, you do have a vision. I, I see, I see it becoming a, like, like a very popular thing where, you know, people are going to like, there aren't going to be enough zoom spots. You know what <laughs> I mean? There aren't, it's, or like they're either, there aren't, there aren't going to be enough zoom spots or it's going to like go to like, your own platform where you know where you have to you know where people are going to try and bootleg it you know what i mean (laughs) you know what i mean like barbershop right exactly i got that zoom show i got that zoom show i got that last (laughs) zoom show from a you know chris kane's comedy show you know what i'm saying get it comedy jam you know so so (laughs) i I, i definitely i definitely see it becoming something that could be like very profitable I mean, mostly profitable for you, but very sure. profitable for the other comics. You know what I mean? Um, just like based off of the popularity of it, um, especially especially as you like 
especially as you learn how to like elevate it and like make That's it where we are now, yeah. much more like a much more interactive experience and like you know what i mean like quality all of those things like as you get closer and closer like more and more of that like people are just really gonna like oh shit this is <laughs> this is ah man i've been waiting it's, it's almost gonna be like the the tyson fight you know what i mean oh pay-per-view baby they push that back yeah, the 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 point we are at now is I think we have a base formula that more or less works. This is a per, this is a personality driven Zoom, totally. ultimately. Like cause yeah. Zoom as a platform is not mine, and it's not even a special platform. We use it for everything: meetings. Right. We're using it for the pod right now. Yeah. So platform is whatever it is. My personality has a lot to do with. I have a vision for how I want the show to be. Right. So there's elements of that, but to grow the show is where we are now. And I'm I'm reaching out to higher profile people, excuse me, because I think they're reposting and them putting it out leads their audience being drawn in. And it's because I, I know a lot of talented people who don't have followers. That's kind of what the first two, other than Ron, who has a pretty good following. Yeah, like everybody else on the show, a thousand, two thousand followers. Like we're all kind of in that low level range. Right. But we don't. We're not titans in the industries at all mm-hmm. once you get to people with you know over 50 some up to 100 whatever whatever then it, just more eyeballs get to see that it's even a thing a lot of people don't even know it's a thing but if they right. saw the show they would say i want to be a part of this next show so i'm reaching out to higher profile people mm-hmm. to try to entice them to come into the show so then now their audience could just be exposed to it and yeah. once their audience is exposed to it then it becomes a ripple effect yeah they they tell their friends yo I don't know who this dude, sexy comedy Chris Kane is, but he, but he did a show with one of my favorite comics, and that was a vibe, man. And it was got, crazy, bro. I'm telling and it, you, and it kind of grows. That's kind of that's where my head thing, is right man. now. And that and that just happened for me. Like I didn't know who Ron G was, bro. Ron's that dude. He hosts and, uh, Chocolate Sundays, bro. I didn't, I, don't know what, I didn't know what Chocolate Sundays were, bro. And I oh. was, and that's what I'm saying. Like I'm not, but that's the thing. Like your audience isn't in that world, mm. right? And so after you know because i i had coming to support y'all and after i sat there and i was fucking cracking up listening <laughs> to this man ron i'm like bro he's great oh, i followed him i see all his posts i'm like oh man but that's how it works yeah that's how it works you know you tell a friend come through they enjoy what they see and that's that you know so it picks up man and it's with, I'm thinking of like more interactive things for the audience too, where I have a situation where, and I may implement this for the next show. It hasn't been decided because the, the lineup is still not set in stone yet. Hopefully that's done by the weekend, but I'm already yeah. like reaching out. I want to have a segment where the audience, someone in the audience can like show off their talent and then they can like win off, they can win a prize or win some exposure mm-hmm. because it, there are people who, we always have one artist, like singer on the show. First show was Lauren Chase. Second show was Kayla Rose. Both are very talented. I missed, I missed it. I came late. <laughs> you miss Kayla and Lauren? You miss both? I miss, I miss both, bro. Oh. Every time I every time mm. I set the alarm on my phone, like, okay, it's at it's at six thirty. Yeah. I'm always dealing with this fucking dog. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh fuck, it's already seven o'clock. And then I hop in and I hear y'all talking about, man, that was just amazing. And I'm like, fuck, I miss it every goddamn time. <laughs> That's unfortunate you missed it because both of them were amazing. But yeah, sure my point is, the point is, there are a lot of people who can sing who just, you know, they sing at church, they sing like in their own little bubble. They're just not as exposed. Right. And once they kind of see how the audience is responding to the comedians and the other performers, mm-hmm. there's always someone who feels like, 
maybe I want to try three minutes of comedy. Maybe I want to try to get this song off and just see how it vibes. Yeah. And it's just a way to like further engage the audience, mm-hmm. but also to appreciate somebody. Cause if you're talented and maybe you just don't want to be an artist, you just feel like you have a good voice. Mm-hmm. We're going to give you some appreciation. And that recognition alone is enough for a lot of people. So I think that's the segment that I'm thinking I might even implement in this upcoming show on the fourth. I'm thinking I got to figure out how to do it logistically, but I want to do like a performer of the night championship belt kind of situation Bro. where the audience gets to vote on who they think was their favorite and they win. Oh, like you trying, trying to turn into virtual Apollo, bro. Bro, <laughs> low key, yeah. Ain't nothing low key, bro. You bro okay, high key. High key, I want to do Apollo. It's like, who who gets the championship crown or the, or the, or the, or the that strap? Might, that might, hey, they, if they're anything like me, that might hurt their egos a little bit if they don't get the... <laughs> Listen, I'm just... somebody not... else is like, hey, you didn't win. Yeah, you got zero votes. Come <laughs> I may I'm, I may even keep it anonymous. I may just because it because it because it will come with some kind of cash prize. Mm-hmm. So yeah. everyone's making a little bit of money anyway from tips and that kind of thing. Right. But if you win performer of the night, I don't have to announce it to the world. But you may just look in your Venmo. You got a little present in there. You got a little something. In there. Like what's that extra present? Oh, you were you were the crowd favorite. Yeah, yeah. But just yeah. but but just as a, just so the comics know, someone's gonna win the award. Just mm-hmm. check your check your Venmo. Take a cash out. Yeah, yeah, I would. Yeah, I would definitely say don't announce it in front of the audience because it's all that could, be, that could that could be a dagger. That's what I'm sure. saying. That's what I'm saying. These are all ideas. I'm trying to put them. All, I think the audience performing thing is a is a good element. We can do that immediately. Mm-hmm. And I think the idea of knowing you're gonna get an appearance fee, tips for the show, and possibly like a performer of the night. Think of like UFC. They always have like a fight of the night person. Yep. So it may not even be the championship fight. It may be an undercard person has the right. greatest knockout. They get like 50000 Yeah. Right? So it's like that kind of thing where it's like there's multiple opportunities for you to make money doing this. And it keeps people engaged because then having people vote is also a way of engaging people. Right. And, then, and here your vote counts. So. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> hey, here your vote count. If you need to vote and you know it's going to count. Right come through so <laughs> it's so crazy so That's is that wild. it's wild but I, i'm really excited for this it really started as kind of a let me just see how this goes mm-hmm. and immediately it became a this is a possibly viable thing going forward because i've my family's on the east coast right all of them right. i don't have anybody in california yeah and some of them have never seen me even when i lived in the east coast they were like in their own space doing their own. i was in miami they were like in gainesville whatever yeah now that i could just send a link like my like my uncle's call he's called a couple shows and he's in his late sixties. He's never really seen me perform before. And he's like, Yo, nephew, I saw you out there, man. I'm happy. I'm like, that's dope. Cause you've never seen me and he would never come to a ten o'clock show in Miami. Like he lives right. in Jacksonville. That's a six hour drive. So that's 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 fire, bro. That's dope. It's that's it's dope. A, it's kinda of, it's kinda of cool, man. To be able to we had a comedian from New York on the show. So we had New York, we had, oh, we had right. Miami and what, LA. What was her name? What was her name? That's what I thought. She was from Miami. Yeah, she's from Miami, but she just lives in New York right now. And I know Sue back in Miami forever. And I've reached out to her. She's like, I'm in New York. I'm like, same time zone. So the idea that we can have comedians from different states plug in, because sometimes I know funny people and they move on to New York, they move on to Chicago or Boston. Right. And it's like, oh, well, they left. So now we can't have them on the show anymore. It's like, nah, nah. just might make sure we got the right time zone. You're in the Mountain West. Cool. You're an hour behind me or whatever. Log in at this time. 
now we can kind of plug in from different ports of the, of the country mm-hmm. and it makes everything kind of come together a little bit more is do you think that this is going to be something that you continue through um is it going to be something that you continue like once quarantine is lifted and everything is is good like are you gonna like are you going to want to do like your live continue to do your live yeah of course everything is lifted but also continue to build on this there will probably be a once a month virtual thing and then like the live shows maybe be so maybe do two shows a month one virtual one live because usually i do one live show a month up until covid that's what i was doing because the amount of time it takes to get tickets book a lineup yeah uh, promote it. It's a lot of energy that goes into a live show. Mm-hmm. And when it turns out well, then it's amazing. You yeah. look in the audience and it's full house. You're just like, mm. yeah. but when it doesn't turn out, well, it was a rough one. Let me tell you hey, something. Look, look, man, like it's rough. I, I see your show. Like I'm trying to think of how, how I see your show, like the live shows. Mm. It's almost like what it, it's almost like a, it's almost like a, um, like a boxing match, right? Mm. Some pe- and and I'll say and I'll say you're gonna laugh. Why? Okay, <laughs> I hope so. Because because one thing that people love about boxing matches are the people that show up at the boxing match. Mm. And while I love like I love the comics that you have at your shows, but I also really enjoy the people that show up. Oh yeah, there's some, there's, like there's the some audience, stars. There's some stars like the, out there. The audience, the audience, <laughs> like while there is, like I'll say this, there are just good people that show yeah. up, and, and you know, and they're good people to connect with because everybody's has everybody's so interesting, right? Right. Like you have a very, you have a very, um, you have a very like good, you a very good group of people that support you. I think you so. Know yeah. What I mean, and on top of that. They're not bad looking either, bro. That's what I'm saying. If I'm telling you, if somebody comes, if, if a dude comes to your show, if a dude awesome. comes to your guys' shows and is just expecting to see like some jokes, they're going to come back. You, you get <laughs> they're a show. Come back because it's more than just jokes. It's phenomenal out there. Remember when Comic View used to have like those dancers in the, of course, you know what I'm saying? And everybody, you know, there'd be like some people like up there watching the comics and then there'd be other dudes just like this, like watching the dancers. Dude, it, it is very distracting. When you're trying to get a good show off or you look in the lobby and you just see stars. Man. Cause but it also is motivating because as a guy, you want to be better because you want to impress them. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, that's some ego stuff. Right. But if you're funny though, then they support and they come back and they, because as a comic and you're you do music so you you've probably done the opposite side of it. I can tell a girl I'm a comedian. I say, in fact, I say it as fast as I can because I need I need, to, I need them to know I don't have any money. I need them to know. <laughs> <laughs> so All what for, is the difference between that and music, bro? Like what? Because <laughs> you can it's different. You can sing anywhere. You can't just do comedy anywhere. That's not true. What do you mean? Bro, if you have, if you have a guitar, slanging, bro, you slang jokes all the time. I'm comic Cole all the time, but I'm not doing my act all the time. Got you. Got you know what I'm saying? Like you can pull a guitar out at a restaurant and just go, <laughs> and no one's gonna stop you. They'll be like, "This guy's pretty good." And if I just pull a microphone, what's the deal with airline food? You get the <laughs> they throw me out of here. I can't do that. So I always say I'm a comedian as soon as I can. And the next question is, are you funny? 
And I say, yeah, I think I'm funny. Why would I tell you I'm a comedian if I didn't think I was? Why would I? Yeah. But then when they see you perform, they see you in your element. And how I am in real life is like an approximation of how I am on stage. Right. I'm, I'm low in real life. I'm kind of chill most of the time. Mm-hmm. I'm goofy. I tell jokes, but I'm a pretty, I'm a homebody. I'm, I'm, I don't, I'm not, a, I don't wear crazy stuff. I'm not, a, I'm not a loud person. Right. On stage, right. I can't be because that's what the act demands. Yeah. So when they see me actually perform, they get to see me in a different element, in a different space. Yeah. And I think they usually are attracted to someone doing their passion and they're, they're doing it well. So again, this is predicated on me doing a good set. If I do a bad set, then it goes opposite. I definitely had a girl be like, I've had a girl be like, he's cute. And I got on stage and bombed. It was like, well, it was nice meeting you. Probably had hey, that I'll say this, bro. I'll say this much, bro. I'm really glad I'm not a comedian. Why? It's it just seems like it's so scary, bro. Like I'm not, even, hey, I'm not even gonna front. Like <laughs> here's here's why. Here's why. Here's, All right. Here's here. These are the thoughts that I have about it. That's because it. there are sometimes when I watch you and you and Marvin, I'm like, man. And you know, and and Chloe thinks I'm like one of the funniest people ever, and I'm like, man. Maybe I should like try it, like maybe like one time sure. and see how it goes, right? And I also think of like, okay, then what if it goes really well? And then I just like keep going, right? Yeah. Sometimes I worry about like, man, what if I just only have like three jokes <laughs> forever, and I keep oh. and like and the same and the same people come through and like oh okay i heard i heard boo i heard that one that last week that happens sometimes uh, i know it does and that's why i'm like <laughs> ooh. like so when i see it i'm like oh yeah I'm not gonna i don't yeah, no. <laughs> you can write new jokes like there's yeah, no like there's no limit yeah yeah you're right you're right make say uh no limit um but a lot of people don't write new jokes that's the thing for, for two think... for, for two reasons one they're lazy you just you want to rest on your laurels. You've gotten some success. You want to do what you've been doing. Right, right. The other part is you don't think you can top your old jokes, and so you keep yeah. And that's that's the scarier you know part. What? That is that is exactly like music. That is exactly like music. Yep. Because there are some people, and I am definitely guilty of doing this at one point, a few times. <laughs> is I sometimes I do get lazy, but I don't really see my music as like work. You know what I mean? Right. Like not something I'm pursuing. It's just something I like to do. But the other part of it is like sometimes I just kind of like like if I have a hitter, I'll 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 ride that hitter for years, bro. Yeah. And I'll just be like, mm, I don't know if I can top this, you know. And so I just won't. I just won't. I just won't come up with a new song, or that I will, happens, or I will, and it won't get the same the same reaction as the hitter did, right? And so I'll just be like, mm, let's just go back to the hitter. That happened yeah. to Blueface with uh, Tatiana. He, could, he couldn't get that flame back. Hey, here's the thing, bro. Here's the thing about Blueface, bro. He Any song that he puts out is entertaining. Like, the, the Tatiana, like, I'm pretty sure he came out with the song after that. He came out with, like, I, two or three songs. They just didn't I go. enjoyed them because yeah. they're just, like, they're funny. That's the thing. He's, he's a funny rapper to me. But anyway, like, Blueface... <laughs> Yeah, you're right. Like one hit, like one hitter quitter. Like um, what? Who's who's like another one hit wonder? What's the dude uh, from the the black country dude? Um, Lil Nas X is, is that that issue? I think a little bit. Oh, trying to get like he, 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 he had he had two he had two hitters. The Panini or whatever. Yeah, he had Panini. Yeah, 
But Vanini didn't hit nearly as hard as Old Town Road did. Of course not, because Old Town Road is the biggest song of all time. But I'm saying since Panini, that was what almost a year ago. Yeah, he not he not coming out with nothing else. Well, he's he he, maybe he is, but I'm saying he's his standard. He's almost like it's not as far gone as Fifty Cent Get Rich or Die Trying, but it has but it has elements of that where it's like that song was number one for how long was Old Town Road number one for half the year at least I feel. Long, long enough to make it the number one song of all time. It's the number one song. So it's like, there's no way you can make a song that's going to be out. That's like Michael Jackson coming out with Thriller and then right. his next song being better than Thriller. It's like, not right. in the lexicon, but like in terms of it being received. Right. So but, he knows but, I can't ever get to that level again. But here's the thing, though, is you can. It's just, it might not happen when you expect it to. That's the thing. That's the thing about music. And literally, and you know this. Yeah. Like, my, my nigga Tank, bro. Oh, that man. <laughs> bro, he, you know, I literally have always looked up to him musically, right? Yeah. And him and Jay were talking on here on their podcast, talking about how, and they were talking to, like, Eric Bellinger, I think. Mm. And they were talking about how, like, you know, like, sometimes when you have a hit, like, you might not have another one for 10 years. That's but crazy. you just got to keep cranking out songs, keep cranking out songs and just be confident that like one of them's going to stick. Yeah. And not uh, like they're not all going to, most of them aren't going to stick. Mm. One of, most of them aren't going to be a hit, but he was just saying, he's like, maybe I deserve, that was a hit that put me on. Yeah. Right. And then he didn't have another, he didn't have another hitter, hitter, like hitter until <laughs> like without Drake. Right. Cause he had that yeah. celebration song. Right. Yeah. But he didn't have like another hitter until Please Don't Go, which was like, what, like five years later? And then after that... Like the, maybe TGT days? Not even. Next? Those weren't those were hits, bro. Those weren't hits. Sorry. Um, those weren't hits. I need was a hit. I you can say what you want, uh, boy. That, I, need, I, don't, I need was, a, I need was a, 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 a good song, but it wasn't a hit. It wasn't a hit. It was a <laughs> single that was a good song, but it wasn't a hit. It was a hit in my house. Let me just say that. <laughs> Nah, but but a hit like his his next hit after that was fucking um when we like that was and you know what i mean so it's just like so like musically like yeah like you gotta just keep you know he's been always working like no he's never stopped and you know he's what 30 years into the game maybe just about like he's he got uh, he's like almost 25 years in Okay, 25 years into the yeah. game. And that's, but that's how long, you know, 25 years in the game and you have like hits that you can count on your hand. That's, that's the type of like, that means like you really got to love that music shit. So jokes, comedy, and jokes, and jokes are a lot different. Like, well, no, but I'm saying, I mean, if you, condense, if you condense, if you condense like, you know, like the amount of joke, like if you condense it all into like, you know how long you do comedy for you know what mm. i mean like and joke and like the frequency of jokes that you can right. crank out you know what i mean like not every joke is gonna hit you know most of mean? them don't most of <laughs> most of them don't but the ones most that, that. but the ones that do put you on and put you over put you to the next level kev you know what i mean like his most of his jokes don't hit yeah but the ones that do put him over the put him to the next level yeah you know what i mean like 
that's in you, and I can go down the list. The only person who's who's like who I can think of the, like every single one of their jokes hit is is Chappelle. That's like honestly, I feel like all every single one of his jokes hit. And I'm sure he would tell you the number of ones that didn't. Oh, that yeah. he would like, that he'd probably be like, oh, you think that Joe Hick? Nah, you should have seen me when I did that joke two months prior in Indiana. Uh, the crowd fell out when I did the special because again, people the specials performed in front of an audience, mm-hmm. so. Just because your jokes as, are as refined as they've ever been, doesn't mean the audience is as receptive to it. You would assume it's your audience because they came to see you. But I've done the same set for three to four weeks mm-hmm. at various locations. And, and sometimes they, they, people they, are like, different. yeah, that's the funniest set I've ever heard in my life. Some people are like, oh, you're, you're okay. That's, that's cool. And I'm like, that's cool. Two days ago, they were trying to sign me up with an agency. Like, and you don't know how it's going right. to go. Right. That's why you just... As a comic, you have to keep writing because we observe the world and that's where we get our comedy from. We get in relationships, that's comedy. You have kids, that's comedy. Your job is comedy. The world is comedy. Yeah. And because stuff is always happening. I don't understand how you don't keep trying to write. And Marvin and I was talking about this because Marvin wrote a couple of new bits on our last show. And after the show, I, we kind of conferred a little bit. I said, that idea you have is a good idea, but because he wrote it maybe a week ago, it's far from being flushed out. The premise is funny. Right. And so I said, you have a good premise. Once you actually write, unpack it, unpack it, unpack it. That may be, he, he did like a two minute set of it. That can probably be a five to seven minute bit. Mm-hmm. Good. Once he kind of gets into it. And I've been throwing newer jokes out every show because I'm the host. I can't come back with new stuff. So I'm already writing newer stuff for this upcoming show that I didn't do the week before the week before that. Right. And a couple of the jokes, like I had a joke in the first show, you probably didn't see, <laughs> where I was, I'm going to burn it now because yeah, people should have seen the show. Just hit me with a quick little jab. No, it's, it's, it's fine. Or you were too late. busy. You're too busy. You're late. <laughs> was, it's fine. I was moving. I was late. And so the joke was basically um, wearing a mask is required. We all get it. Um, but for girls, if you're cute normally, it kind of takes some of your cute away because we can't see your lips and your nose and all that stuff. But what it does magnify is how big your forehead is. And so, so you, you can try to trick us with the eyeliner and the mascara and the Batman wings. But when you got an iPad on top of your head, that's all I see. I don't even see your eyeshadow. My eyes just naturally go up to your forehead. And I start doing a thing where I just like, like my head starts ticking back slowly as if I'm watching a TV show. Like, what, are you, what are you looking at? I'm sorry. I was watching E.T. What'd oh, my God. And so like that's. You have movies. Right. But just did like in that bit, and so Marvin took that and he remixed it on the show we just did when mm-hmm. he was talking about people's baby ah, hair and that kind of stuff. Got you. Which is fine because our got jokes you. come from different places. But mm-hmm. yeah. the point is, that's just something I wrote just for that show. But if I really want to get into it and kind of flush it out, that can be a two to three minute set because mm-hmm. like it really does. And I talked about how I didn't realize how important eyebrows were until the mask came into effect. Because I don't, I'm gonna do it. I don't give a fuck about eyebrows. But when all I see is eyes and eyebrows, I'm wait, like, wait. <laughs> but you, I know you've gotten compliments on your eyebrows, though. Bro. Yeah, I have because I'm a dude. But you don't give a fuck. I'm a. I was born with these eyebrows. I'm a dude. Yeah, that's fair. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't, I don't go to a person and they do the, right. the thing. They do I just, the whole thing. I wake thing. up, but yeah. girls, girls know they when tr- someone's had the thing done, and they know that's a good job mm. with the thing. That, yeah. oh, you got that top part, like super washed, and then they, they draw in the bottom little loop. 
I'm my family's Caribbean. We just we just oh, got it. So, you, so yeah, yeah. So it's so like I don't care about it, even though other people appreciate it. But mm-hmm. yeah. when I see it now, I've noticed during the quarantine when girls let it go, and mm-hmm. I saw it get turned into caterpillars. Look, and then I saw then I saw them when they got it done right, and I saw that beautiful little that little rainbow. Like, look, look. So here's the deal. So my girl, she, I don't think she. I think it was probably three to four months of her eyebrows not getting done. And she had like naturally very bushy eyebrows. Yeah. And it didn't really bother me at all. Like I was just kind of like, uh, we've been together for seven years. Like I've seen that, you know, it's like, okay, like whatever. I'm not tripping. Right. But when she got them things done and came yeah. back into the house, I was like, who that? Dude, it makes a big difference. Well, who, girl, your face look it changes good. It changes. It changes, dude. You never really think about. You know, they they notice it. They're like, oh my god, I gotta get my eyebrows done. They're fucking caterpillars, and I'm just sitting here like, bro, they're just, like, they're just, they're just, they're just eyebrows. But then when she got them done, I was like, they're not just uh, eyebrows. Oh, oh, they are. Yeah, thing. I'm really glad that you got this done. <laughs> the eyebrows are a face enhancer, dude. And that's and so when I did that bit, I, I talked about going on a date with a girl and her eyebrows weren't even. Yeah. And she's talking to me about her life. And I'm like, well, what's up with that left eyebrow, though? <laughs> like, <laughs> what's, what's going on on that side of your face? Because <laughs> that's all I see right now. She and all, and all the rock going on. Like, <laughs> And all the girls and, and all the girls in the audience were like dying laughing. The guys were laughing too. And it was like I wrote that like a day or two before the show. It was just something I was going through in my head. Yeah, man. But that's that's something that once we kind of free up a little bit, that's something I may try out on real stage. And I think it'll yeah. go pretty well. I didn't write that thinking, yo, this is gonna kill the crowd. I just thought yeah, yeah. we all have to wear masks. This is a basic observation. Mm-hmm. How people's faces look with the mask on. Right. Let me just put it out there. And the bit worked as far as, you know, the Zoom show goes. And yeah. we'll try it out in real life. But the idea that comedians do the same jokes over and over, I get that there's a there's a reforming process. You got to get the joke to be as polished as possible. That's mm-hmm. part of the process. Yeah. Once it is, though, and you keep doing it, like that's the only thing you can do, then unless you're doing a special where you're just building blocks of elements and you got to keep it all cohesive so you can shoot your special without it being kind of messed up. If you're not shooting a special and you're doing the same jokes two, three years later, the same way, I'm just going to assume you're either scared or lazy. Yeah. What would you, okay. So let's say, let's say Everett wants to do it. <laughs> like wants to do it. I, I, this is a hypothetical, like in, sure a, it is. in a different universe. Let's All say right. I said, Hey, Chris, Mm-hmm. I want to, I want to, I want to go, I want to do a five minute set. Okay. Where do I start? I would say, and I've had this conversation recently, actually. So this is your, you caught me at a good time. I would say it's going to go way faster. You think it's going to go like a five minute set written down in real life. It's like a two and a half, three minute set when you're new to comedy, because you don't understand pauses in the jokes. You don't want to wait you're so anxious about finishing a joke that you actually rush all the, all the jokes. Mm. So write seven minutes and it'll probably end up being five. So that's the first big thing. The second thing is the most simple thing. Talk about what you know. That seems so simple. Yeah. yeah I see comedians on stage trying to tell jokes they think are going to work. 
instead of talking about what they know. Just like with the virtual shows where I said people want to connect and that's why it works. People want to connect with your material or they want to have a shared experience on some level. Right. So you're talking about getting engaged and moving in with your girl. You probably have five or seven minutes of all the things that have changed since y'all got engaged. And there's people in the audience who are married or engaged who would immediately be like, yes, I know exactly what he's talking about. Yeah. There'd be single people who'd be like, is that what it's like for real? But that's not your audience anyway. Talk about your thing. You can talk about how you guys moved your boxes in and some of your boxes came up missing. It's like, hey, I thought I had six boxes. I only see three here. It's like, right. oh, guess they got lost in transit. I'm like, right. it's like, so you like, just threw my oh, stuff away. Right. Like, oh, I guess. So, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh. It's funny how all your boxes oh, it looks made like in. your things are in the my, Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's a simple little whatever line. Mm-hmm. But to marry people and the dudes, especially, they'll be like, of course, you move in, your beanbag chair gets thrown away. You're talking fish on the wall gets thrown away. Your your football helmets get thrown away. Whatever. So let me I'm, so let me ask yeah. you this. Let me ask you this. How do you take your own experiences mm. and make them funny? Because the thing yeah. is, I talk to I I talk to my friends about like, oh man, this is what happened today, and like, <laughs> and like, you know, there'll there'll be like a few chuckles. You know, be like, oh, that's that's just in, you know, some things are just inherently funny. Sure. But like, how do you elevate? How do you how do you kind of uh, um, structure it for mm-hmm. comedic purposes? Gotcha. Uh, it's two ways. There's probably more than that. I'm saying two ways. Like that's that's all you can do. There's no there's books on comedy, but there's also no book on this. Right. The easiest element is hyperbole. You make a regular story more outlandish. <laughs> so yeah. so yeah. so it's based in true events, but you just just embellish it and just make it way more than it was. And it just sounds funnier, but it sounds vaguely believable, but it's also probably not what happened. Right. And so that's, that's funny. Like that's, that's funny because if you take something, you just kind of make it bigger. Um, I had a second element. I completely forgot what it was now. It's fine. I, you know what I wanted to ask you? What was that? Something completely unrelated. Okay. <laughs> I wonder how I'm trying to remember this part now. Oh, well, we can come back to it, but I need to ask this because this pissed me off. Okay. These motherfucking comparisons. Uh, Damian Lillard and my guy, the GOAT, Stephen Curry. I mean, they I I get why they compare. No. Okay, why? Why why do you why how do we compare the greatest shooter of all time? two-time MVP, one of those times unanimous versus somebody who's never won the MVP and doesn't have a ring. How do we compare that? Well, listen, you comparing their resumes is not the same. They play the same position for starters. They're both, they're both known to shoot deep threes. That's the second thing. Dame had a better year than him last year, even though he got pushed to second team all NBA and it gave Steph first team. That's a thing. They played in the playoffs last year. That's a thing. So I don't I don't get what like how can I so compare did, it to? So did so did Seth? So are we comparing Seth Curry to Steph Curry? No, that, that's disrespectful on a lot of levels. You know it is because Seth Curry has never even been a starter. This is like you okay, talk. Okay. Dame Lillard okay. has been an All NBA performer. Just, Dame just became. I mean, he he got snubbed, but Dame just he should have been first team All NBA. He should have been first team All NBA last year. He just became an All Star. He just became an All Star. 
To be to, I'm always, to, to be fair though, he lost out to Russell, who was MVP. James Harden was MVP. Steph, who was an MVP. That's what so, I'm saying. So it's that's like that's what I'm saying. He's yeah. are we like? But it's a vote though. It's not like it doesn't mean he wasn't better me, than those guys. Let me say. Let me say this. Yeah. Dame is having a like. I'll say that I love Dame. He's from he's from the Bay. He's he's from Oakland. I fuck with Dame. I wish he was on the Warriors. Yeah. There's like. You can't sit here and compare Russell Westbrook and Stephen Curry. Like, no, but we, and people and people don't because their their game plays are different. Yeah, their game plays are different. But even even if you did, even if you did, you would pick one over the other. It's yeah, like yeah. it's not even a question, right? People, you can. It's a better. It's better to compare James Harden and Steph Curry. It's better to compare those sure. two, right? Yeah, but I you can, would I still pick one over the other. And I, and, I, and I wouldn't even compare James and stuff just because I think their game plays are different too. They're they're I, they're diff, they're they're different. They're different. I think I think Dame and Steph compare better than any other comparison you mentioned so far. But one's better than the other, and it's not one, listen, close. You, listen, I can. I'll. This is this is my experiment in these kind of conversations. If you take Steph off the Warriors and put him on the Blazers and put Dame on the Warriors, would well, the Warriors have still been in the finals and winning? Because I think they would have been. That doesn't mean his stuff's not better than him, but you tell me Dame, Clay, Draymond, Iggy, and then add KD at some point. I think I, they still win a chip. I but I, but I don't think that, I don't think that the Blazers saying, would be as so good. Let me let me yeah. let me let me say this. I'm right. I'm thinking here's I'm thinking Steph. I'm thinking of Stephen Curry before KD. I'm thinking of that okay. step. I'm thinking of Steph at his peak and Dame at his peak, which is right now. Dame is at his peak right now. No. I'm thinking Steph at his peak and Damon, like. Their stats are almost identical. Like, I'm treating them side by side. Steph's uh, unanimous year, he averaged 30.1, and Dame averaged like 30.3 this year. He averaged eight, I think he averaged like six or seven assists. Steph is like six and a half. They both were like at five rebounds. Dame is like a 92% free throw shooter. Steph is like a 93% free throw shooter. Mm-hmm. And I think their steals per game is about the same. Like, their stats are real, they're almost the same stats. It just so happens that Steph his year won 73 games and Dame won like 40. That's the difference. But their actual stats, like shooter percentage, three percent, they're like, you can look them up. They're damn near the same. Stats are, stats are all fine and dandy. Stats sure. are all fine and dandy. Sure. But getting that championship. He had a better team. He's always had a better team. Everybody, every team has a leader, bro. Every team has a leader. You think and Steph's Dame a better is, leader Dame than Dame is? Clearly, Dame is clearly the leader of the Blazers. Everybody I get that. that. Steph is the leader of the Warriors. All right, let me. The difference me, is Steph is able to take his team and finish the job. Let's let's look the question. If and Steph, I'm and I'm taking the KD year out of it because that's well, there's two like, years. That's a cheek. That's a, oh, There's actually I'm three sorry. years, but it's like not. A, not I'm, really I'm talking about before. I'm talking about before KD. So the, so they're one and one in the finals years when they won one with when they beat Della Vadova and no Kyrie in that year and then they lost the three one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, my thing is if see so you put stuff on the Blazers, do you think they would have been a conference? They went to the conference championship last year. So do you think? Do you if think I, if, I take, if, if I take if I take if I Steph, take prime, prime Steph and Curry, prime Steph, because sure. here's, here's, here's one thing that, that, that has happened. Steph has gotten used to um, Steph has gotten used to the chemistry that he's built with the guys. Sure. Right? He's he's that is. And, and Steve Kerr, like he's gotten used to that relationship. Right. So, so therefore, he doesn't have to work nearly as hard as he used to have to. 
So I'll say that. So Steph at his prime when he was when he was having his breakout year and breaking all these different fucking records. I'm taking that guy any day over over this day over this Damian Lillard. Hey, listen, I'm not. I listen. I think if you did a poll of ten people, I think it'd be like seven three Steph, okay. which I don't think is unreasonable because I think it's people. Not, it's not unreasonable. I, I think I think Dame is a better leader because I think he's always had less and he's gotten the most from his team. I've seen Steph Curry not play twenty games and the Warriors win sixteen of them. Like it's without KD though. Like even even their years when they that year they won seventy three games they didn't play in most fourth quarters. These boys is over here taking pictures with fans and stuff. Like it was ridiculous. It was getting it was, it was getting a little ridiculous. They they were the three quarter warriors. Mm-hmm. Like Clay would drop twenty five points in a quarter. Yeah. They're over there flipping bottles and he's doing handshakes with his baby and stuff. Mm-hmm. It got a bit ridiculous. So 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 would you say would you say Dame is a little well, I guess not playing style wise, but Dame is. Mirrors AI a little bit. I think Dame is not because AI was a slight because Dame's body type is a little stronger. I'm trying to think who did. Who but I mean, but I like? mean, but um, I mean, like, I mean, like having being a point guard that is literally yeah. carrying the team and like and know, has, right, has yeah. a little bit of help, but not enough to get. Yeah, the I was job in done. that in that comparison. Yeah, I would say that. Yeah, because I think Dame's game is a mix of like. Kyrie and Russell Westbrook. That's what I see him as. He's he's smaller than both of them. He doesn't have the ball handling. Kyrie's the best ball handler I've ever seen. I think he's got he's got the ball in the string. And Kyrie can shoot. He just doesn't shoot from forty. Dame shoots from forty, effortless. Like it's not like his wrist just play. He does. He's not like it doesn't look like he's even trying that hard. He's pulling up from the logo for real. But, but he, but he, but he will go dunk on you though, like yeah, Curry, yeah, because Curry doesn't that, dunk on people. That's very, that's very true. Dame like he'll, like he will go dunk on you. He will go dunk on you. You're like, oh, he can't jump. He would just, I'm yeah, like, oh, Steph Dame can't dunk. Steph can't dunk. He can yeah. dunk, but he like only it's in hard. Practice, only in layup drills. Like it's, he, it's, it's, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard for him. We've seen it. We've seen Some it. fall. We've seen it twice, and one of the times he fell <laughs> before he did it. <laughs> I remember that. I remember, but it's crazy because, like, I you know, and I saw, I saw on Twitter. I know I threw it back. I saw on Twitter that you know Kenny was Kenny was saying like, "Oh man, Dame better than Steph," and Steph replied immediately. It was like Kenny, what are you talking about? He said, "Chill the fuck out, bro." He said, "Look at my numbers, bro. Look at my numbers." Listen, Chuck also said Portland would sweep the Lakers. And they're about, to get, they're about to lose in five. So. Oh, shit. Hold on. Oh, we back? Oh, sorry. We back. Okay. We back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. You were, yeah. Okay. Here's the thing. I was kind of yeah. hoping. I was kind of hoping that the, you know, as a Warrior fan, like, I'm not supposed to like the Lakers at all. And so, and obviously, like, the only Bay Area representative that's really doing their thing right now is Damian Lillard. And so, I was like, okay, like, I really – and obviously, I want to see Melo get his, right? Love Melo, man. You know, me too. And so I'm like, oh, man, I just, I really, you know what? Chuck's, Chuck's actually onto something. The Blazers are sweeping the Lakers. That's such a ridiculous thing. And I, I knew it wasn't, I knew it probably wasn't going to be true, but I was really on that bat. I was really hopeful. And, um, and then I just really started to look at the Lakers roster. They're just a bunch of big dudes, man. But, they're just so much bigger just, than Portland. But not even just big dudes. They're just yes, they're huge, but like they're all 
like most of them have been all stars at one point. It's like veterans, it's champions, it's, it's all stars. It's like LeBron is the greatest GM of all time. Like I'm literally team. looking at the starters, and I was like, "Bro, just like Draymond said, bro, you started the super team. Like LeBron's when when LeBron first left the Cavs. Ever since then, he's always been on a super team. He's always had at least one." Possibly top five dude or two all stars. You can do At either or. East. I'm like, yeah. okay, you got 35 year old LeBron who is basically just like, I don't know how he does that. He's definitely in like swimming in the fountain of youth. <laughs> and then you have, you know, Kuzma who's all star. I mean, I don't know if he was he an all star this year. He wasn't all star, but he's 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 free. He's like a 16, 17 a game. But AD yeah. is an all star. He's an all a- NBA dude. AD, you got yeah. you got <laughs> Dwight Howard, who is like who is reborn. You know what I mean? You got Danny Green, like a three time three time champion. I think Jr. Smith, who just disappeared and then came back, and you know he's just he's still Jr. And I'm just like, wait. And then you got you know, and then you got seven another. You got a third seven footer in Javale McGee. Javale McGee champ. he's that dude he again another guy who was born again and it's just like bro and i'm just looking at i was like yeah there's not like nobody's gonna beat this team like nobody i don't believe that but i think they'll they'll be portland i think they're definitely gonna be portland but no yeah who's gonna be who's gonna be because they're again i don't know who's gonna actually do it i think the formula can i think the clippers can and i think bro they're about to get they're about to get waxed by the mavs by luca Well, Chris Stapp's not Chris yeah. not playing a game. It's not playing game five, which is another big blow. I think yeah. they're gonna just double Luca and just make everybody else beat him. Because yeah. they've been they've the Clippers are playing the way the Warriors did the KDs last year when they went six with the Clippers mm. with no All Star, mm. and they had Patrick Beverly guarding Kevin Durant, and they were like, "What the fuck are the Warriors doing right now?" Yeah. And then KD was like, "Let me go drop forty on y'all real Let me quick." Go drop forty real quick. But it was yeah. but it was but it was just like the Warriors were just kind of like. Him and Han, they didn't really stop Lou Williams at all. Right. They were just like, oh, yeah, we'll see what happens. And they lost two games. And I was like, you guys should not lose to this team ever. Right. And they kind of ran through everybody else. And they just said, wait a minute, what are we doing? I think the Clippers have been arrogant. I think Doc Rivers is overrated as a coach. Mm. I think Paul George is a ghost right now. I was going to say, what's up with your boy? Where is he? I don't hey, know where look, he is. Look, somebody, look, I saw something on YouTube saying that it has to do with the fact that, that Seth Curry – Married uh, his, his ex, ex? Cali yeah. Rivers, and yeah. he and he's salty about it because he fucked up. He fu- he cheated yeah. on Cali Rivers for a stripper. Well, he's got Seth, two kids with that stripper now. So like, that's Seth his girl. Said, and Seth said, "Oh, okay, cool." Yeah, and that's Cali. Come, I'm going back to Cali. What's good, bro? That's not what he said. <laughs> Seth said, "Oh, word." Hey, Cal, do you want to marry a real one, a real man who's not going <laughs> to cheat on you with a fucking stripper? And and then I'm going to drop buckets on your ex. Is that what you want? Because I'll do that for you. Listen, That's what he said. I would give you that if Paul George didn't do this exact thing in like the last three years. <laughs> like, if this wasn't a trend for him to just like – Yeah. Because it's one thing that kind of – like Chris Middleton is off a little bit, but he didn't like go from 30 a game to like 10. He went from like 23, 24 a game to like 15, 16. Yeah. And then last game he scored 21. Yeah. So like he's off, but he's off within the margins. There's a game Paul George got nine points and shot 17 times. Yeah. So I'm like, what, what, what are we doing right now? You can't be the eighth leading scorer on the team and be this 
the highest paid dude. Like we're not gonna do that's, that. That's that's, that's <laughs> we're not gonna do that. That's we're not ridiculous. gonna we're not gonna do that. Like you can Give me have a jersey. Give me a jersey. Listen, we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna wrap up this pod because you get out no. of pocket. We no, can talk. No, okay, 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 okay. No, no, we're gonna wrap it up anyway. We've been going we're gonna wrap it up anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But we can keep we can keep talking off the air because I definitely yeah, want to get yeah, this yeah. off. But, but either either way, man, either way, like I I you know I'm biased. I gotta defend my guy Steph over Dame. But of how, however, like. I, I was even mad at the comparison because I was like, hey, can we just like let Dame shine right now? Like, That's the thing. He's people really he's really doing his he's putting it he's putting the team on his back and he's working his ass off. And we got we got to applaud him like that. And Steph's not, even, play, Steph's not even playing right now. So like, don't even let him yeah. be with his family. And like, let's 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 like let's watch Dame do his thing. So. I'm a fan of Dame. Uh, Steph really didn't play this whole year. Like, he really wasn't trying to play. He knew what time was. He knew. He knew. Once Clay was hurt, he's like, all right, we're not doing this. And they got yeah. the number two pick in the draft, which is absolutely ridiculous. It is absolutely Giannis, ridiculous. we got something for you, bro. Bro, it's happening. I've been telling you it's happening. You think we can trade talk the number about two pick to get, you, to get Giannis? Go, oh, no, no, no. We're going we gonna, to we gonna trade, uh, trade the number two pick. And Wiggins. We're gonna, and we're going to get rid of – um. Dude, I forgot who the fuck is on our team. <laughs> it's like, been yeah, so damn long. You ain't a real fan. No, I am. We just, I'm just like, wait, wait, who is, we're keeping, we're keeping Clay. Oh, getting rid of Draymond. We're getting rid of Draymond. You just get rid of Draymond like that? We're going to, we're going to trade the number two pick and Draymond, and we're going to get Giannis. That's not enough for Giannis. You got to trade number two pick, Andrew Wiggins. Okay. And Draymond okay. Green. Okay. Giannis is going to a two-time MVP now after this okay. year. Okay, cool. I'll take him. Take him. Draymond, Draymond's been causing he look, I I love Draymond. He's my guy. He he's he's the guy who you want on your team, but if he's not on your team, you fucking hate him. Sure. That's exactly who he is. And you know what? Like, I'm not gonna lie, he's brought some dra- um, some unnecessary drama. <laughs> he's look, he cost he's, a, a ring. he's he's the, he he cost us a ring. He's the reason we lost KD. Like That's true too. You know, and so I'm yeah. like, you know what? You've you've put in your time with us. He's getting old too. Like his his, getting, defense, his, 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 his defense is dropping off, and that's yeah. all he's really great at. Yeah. yeah. So you know, I'm like, hey, Milwaukee is a little closer to Michigan, where you're from. Like, you might as well just go over there, and we'll just get a big bowl of Giannis. Look, bro, we all know <laughs> Steph Curry has been tampering this whole time. He's yeah, been he's just been hitting up Giannis like, hey, man. Come on over, and it's bro. It's happening. It's but happening. But you only get Giannis if they lose the if they don't win the championship, though. If Milwaukee wins the championship, he's not going anywhere. So they're these, gonna beat the Lakers. Lakers got that chip on their. I don't shoulder. think Lakers. I don't think Lakers are gonna make it. I think. They're gonna, I think they're gonna lose to the Clippers. I, no, I honestly, I, I don't. The Clippers have been waiting all year for that matchup. This is all they care about. Like Lakers have been trying to like do the year for Kobe and then for LeBron and for AD. If, the Clippers have been okay. like. We have one agenda. We built I'll, our team specifically to beat I'll them. I'll give and you that. If PG doesn't show up, it's, this is like – Well, no. If PG doesn't show up, they might get beat in five. Because he, yeah. he, they can't – because AD showing up at 28 a game. And PG over here dropping a quick 11. Like, we're not going to do that. Uh, <laughs> we're, not, we're not going to do that. Not against that competition. But I think the Clippers bench is better than the Lakers bench. So, I think it will cause LeBron and AD to play more minutes. And AD tends to flame out later in games. He gets, he gets tired. He's a big dude. Yeah. He's got to play 40 minutes because they can't play the bench. I think as the series goes on, he's going to just go away. And it'll just be LeBron 
basically the Kawhi for the most part. But Kawhi yeah. got Lou Williams. He's got yeah. other dudes. He's yeah, like, they, they, yeah, they I do don't got, got a score. They do got that defense. I could just, so yeah. I think, but okay. we're getting ahead of ourselves because again, they got to play my. They may have to play my boy Ball so hard, Russell and James Harden in the second round. And I'm here for. <laughs> I forgot we didn't even mention them. We well, because because Russell hasn't played yet. He's been hurt the whole time. Yeah, yeah. but they said yeah. he may come back. We'll see. We'll, we'll have to circle back on that one and and, and see and see. But yeah, let's. This. Hey, I'm just glad. Put, in, put a pin in that. Yeah, I'm just glad basketball's back. I'll just say that. Everybody is, man. Happy to have entertainment. But we're going to wrap now. Where can people find you? Social media, your pod, all that good stuff. Hey, man, I'm just uh, at Everdaily. I'll probably leave it on the, you know, on this little recording. But at Everdaily, (laughs) wait, what is it? At at Um, Everdaily on IG. um, At Everdaily, no dot on Twitter. And that's, that's it, bro, honestly. And this is going to be up on YouTube. So, you know, I think I'm just going to keep, keep it exclusively on YouTube for now, just because I like seeing these faces. You know? hey, man. I'm not, I'm not, in the, look, I'm, ain't nobody in the car driving to work anymore, listening to the podcast app right now, at least. So it's like, Hey, yeah. give you something to watch, give you some, give you some, some good looking dudes to look at, you know what I'm saying? So What's happening right now? Man, okay. You know, man, you know what's happening right now. I don't. <laughs> I, I don't want to be a part of anything that's happening. But Anywho, guys. Anyway, you, where can they find you, bro? Listen, man, you catch me on social media. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, look, you catch me on the internet. Uh, Ask Sexy Comedy on Instagram. I have a Twitter. I don't use it, so don't follow me on Twitter. Okay. YouTube channel, Unofficial Therapy Podcast. You already know what we're doing. Facebook, Chris Kane. And... The comedy show that we talked about, the virtual, yeah. the virtual when's the show. Next, when's the next show? It's bro? called it's called Friday Funnies. It is on Zoom. The next show is September fourth, and the information you can get on my Instagram because the Friday show doesn't have its own like platform yet. But check out my Instagram. That's where you can find all my information, and then I can give you the link for the show, and then we can kind of make it pop. But Friday Funnies, September fourth, is gonna be dope. Instagram, sexy comedy. YouTube unofficial therapy podcast. That's where we at. Boom. Hey, Chris, thanks for uh, thanks for doing this mashup with me, man, and, and bringing so. me and bringing me back from the dead. I'm here for it. You know, I'm so, here for it. I, I'm excited to do the homie the homie show again. <laughs> you know, um, if you want to be a guest, honestly, like, bro, I'm always down. I'm not even. Just, oh, I wasn't even just talking. I know you're always down. Oh, and gotcha. I, and I appreciate that shit because you're you're a real homie. So you you have a home here on the homie show. I'm also talking about anybody who's watching this, and if they want to, like, if they have anything that they want to talk about, get shit off their chest, hit me up, bro. Hit me up on IG. Slide my DMs. <laughs> like, we can literally just shoot the shit. Um, I got that premium Zoom, so I'm paying for it. So I got to use it. To, that's what I was gonna say. I'm like, oh, you want to send me a Zoom link? Okay, you must got that premium too. Do I run a show without it? Hey, that's real. That's real. Yeah, I got a few other things that I'm like running to, so I gotta have it. For sure. We'll get it. We'll get into that. We'll but get guys, into that. But anyway, guys, you want to close it out? You got it. I, I do. I do. <laughs> okay, no, but I mean, like, do you have like an outro? Like, oh no, I just say thank y'all for tuning in. Uh, tell your friends, share. Thank you for all the support. We'll see you guys next time. Thank y'all for tuning into the homie show.